With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Shut up and sit down. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On the channel, we've got podcast series and content on a variety of subjects, including mental health, football, serial killers, films, TV, conspiracy theories, writing, music, pretty much anything. Uh, all our shows are available in video format on youtube.com, Ace Podcast Nation, and uh, audio at all usual uh, podcasting platforms. Uh, today's show, we're trying something a little bit different. Instead of the uh, the usual format, this is the episode one of our new series, Unscripted and Uncensored, where uh, I've got no run-through, no script, and uh, it's completely unedited and uncensored. We've just got some talking points, subjects sent in by people on Twitter, Facebook, and the like, and it uh, should be good fun. may go off the rails real quick, but it uh, should be a good laugh. Uh, so today I'm joined by uh, ex-FC United player and manager, Roderick Giggs. Thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Cheers, right? So, so yeah, this could be fun. Probably contain a bit of swearing. Anything goes, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, first subject was oh, Welsh rugby, which for me, not a not a rugby guy at all. I pretty much hate it, to be honest. Which is why, well, it's one of my mates sent it in. I really fucking hate it. But um, I do watch the Six Nations, and uh, I met my missus, actually, because I was out in the pub of the Six Nations, so I suppose I owe her that much. But, um, I mean, what, what's, uh, what are you like for rugby? Well, I grew up on rugby, so I, I probably it's I probably love rugby more than football, to be honest, because, uh, you know, my father played rugby. He used to be dragged uh, here, there and everywhere with, it, with him when I was young. And, you know, I grew up playing it in school. Obviously, I played rugby league because I was down here or up here. Yeah, yeah. State. And, um, yeah, I didn't play uni, so we, it was more rugby league. But, yeah, when it was like 15, 16, the choice to either play rugby or football, it was no really 
not not really a choice because I wasn't the biggest, and and some of the lads that they were going against were were big big lads. So yeah, I didn't fancy that. Yeah, rug, rugby league uh, monsters, isn't they? The absolute massive guys. They, like. they are. They are. They are in rugby union. The rugby league. Yeah. They are the big big physical strong. You know, it's a proper man's game. It's a proper sport. Like years ago. A lot of the, like the Welsh rugby union players, they were like quite fat when they the forwards and that. But these days, they're like, uh, you know, they're like proper athletes, like six foot four and built like Brookshire House. Yeah, well, the, these young kids are coming up now, and you know, they're all looking Instagram models, looking so and, and still can play rugby. So, yeah, you, you've got to be in, you've got to be in fit, you've got to be in shape, and, and you, you've got to be able to hit. And you, you know, it's it's a strong, it's a tough sport, but. Yeah, I rugby, rugby league. Rugby league's popular, isn't it? Like especially at like Manchester Way. Like I remember well, yeah, when I was younger, Wigan and that. But yeah, it's all based around here: Bradford, Leeds, Wigan, St Helens, Warrington. All the big ones are really close in like a 10, 15, 20 mile radius. Mm. Do your man, do your man, play for Wales? Yeah. Yeah, he played for Wales and then um, Cardiff, and then he, he obviously switched codes and then come up here and played for Swinton. Yeah, cool. So uh, that's about all I've got on rugby because I <laughs> my knowledge is thin. Like I do remember, I used to watch like uh, rugby league. You when used to be on grandstand on like Saturday morning, uh, Saturday afternoon, and uh, I used to you know I used to enjoy watching it. And uh, I played it in school, like but just yeah, they used to have the Challenge Cup, but still on BBC, mm. they still have it on, don't they? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like I say, it's a, it's a tough sport and it's it's a very entertaining sport. They always close matches down there, so. No one ever runs away with it, so there's always competitive games. So yeah, it's it's, it's a good watch. There's not many. Um, there's not that many sports left on terrestrial TV live, is there? So what well, the Challenge Cup is still on BBC, is it? I think it is. Yeah, I think but still it's on BBC One or BBC Two. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much sure it is. Okay, All right. This next one's more up my alley, I think. Uh, so the next subject is music. Um, what sort of uh, what sort of music are you into? Oh, I, I like any kind of music, really. You know, I was listening to uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers one minute and I'll be listening to Tupac the next. So, yeah, I've got an whole array of... Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty much the same, like, like a bit of hip-hop, rap, and, that, and that, like, like Stone Roses and Oasis and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I, um, I even had a few really weird ones when I was younger, like uh, I used to like, like DJ Psy and rave and all this sort of stuff a bit of jungle but like well, um, I, I grew up on all that you know in the like 80s well say 80s early 90s and the late 90s you know house and garage and uh used to go to the hacienda with grain park and you know wigan pier down there and then obviously when we was in the time of the the dream team we used to go to i napper and when we were living down in london so yeah it was uh i, I like the house and garage as well but like i say i like a whole array of music it's, it's not just one kind I, I like all kinds yeah i um i would the hacienda that would i was like uh, i would love to have gone there just to experience it because obviously like i read like books on the roses and the hacienda and watched <laughs> yeah, films like was, 20... all i could explain with it is just it was just no entering the place there was no first of all it was like pretty scary going in the place because the doormen weren't the friendliest so uh, but as you get in, soon as them doors open up, that the the, the beat that it just goes, you know, when you're in there like a concert and you're next to a speaker, it's just that that you just it, you can't replicate it. It was a 
yeah, and then you see the the crowd, and and it was just a yeah, it was a it was a it was the best club, and and you know nothing will be ever like it again. Yeah, it's special, wasn't it? What um what was the atmosphere like in it in terms of like you know like some places, uh, you you go in and you can feel like the attitude and like guys pissed up and like just staring looking for a fight or was it quite uh, you know? Well, you know, back in them days, Manchester was quite gang controlled, so mm. they were they they they, they were kind sometimes moody bits but you know it was ultimately controlled by a gang who were on the door so it, it was so they kept it pretty cool pardon they kept it pretty cool and yeah so you know they basically run the run the place so you know who, who sold drugs there who who done whatever there they controlled it and nice. uh it, it was very very you know you'd, you'd obviously have your groups you know you, you obviously moss side in, in them days and, and then there's cheetah mill and you salford but they they would they would coexist. They obviously knew each other. Some of them knew each other. They obviously did business with each other. And it, it wasn't really doesn't really, really go hectic until the late nineties and when it was proper like uh, when it be called Gunchester. But no, yeah, said it was finished by then. But no, it was quite controlled. Like I say, it was controlled by a gang. And uh, yeah, there was one time in the New Year's Eve when someone come in and, and they got shut down because someone decided to spare. I think it was a Mac Ten or a Newsy. <laughs> So yeah, that was a New Year's Eve. That was uh, that was that was exciting. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So uh, there was uh, it was controlled. Yeah, there was never really lots of fights in there, but it was always a good atmosphere. People having a good time. It was a big place. It was lots of dark little alcoves. You could go upstairs. You could go downstairs. You know, I had a stage. It had, as you walked into the place, I never forget. It had a big sign saying "Gold Liquid Sold Here," which was poppers. So crazy, yeah. You know, it was it was pretty unique, and it was it was a it was a brilliant place to be. Yeah, I don't think you you just wouldn't get away with it these days. I don't think. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, it's just you can just imagine. Like, well, I can just imagine like just people just pilled up and just. Having a whale of a time, just yeah. everywhere. And you, it was it was freely in there because, like I said, it was controlled by a gang. It, there was thousands of thousands of people in there, and they had their own person, you know, selling whatever whatever they, you could get. It's mad, isn't it? I um, so basically, like my f- three favorite bands of all time is like the Oasis, the Roses, and the Doors. And I've seen Oasis a few times. Obviously, never going to get to see the Doors, but I did see um. The Australian Doors in there in Cardiff Uni when I was like a teenager, which was pretty cool. They were really good, like. But um, and then obviously I was just like a little bit too young to see the Roses in Newport. I think I was only like about twelve or thirteen, so I sort of just missed that. And then they split up, so I kind of never thought I would ever see them. And then I saw Ian Brown a few times live, enjoyed that, but I was not, you know, not with John Squire and Co. So it was a bit just never thought it was going to happen. And then they got back together and my brother got us tickets to go and see them in the sort of, you know, the welcome, comp- the welcome back reunion concert, whatever you want to call it. So chuffed. And then um, I'd had a car crash in 2008. So my health isn't great. And then um, just in the run up to the concert, my back and health was really bad. So I, met, I had to miss it. So like they're still on my, uh, the ones that got away kind of thing. I still okay. haven't been in with the manager. I'm sure. But, um, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll, you'll you'll get your chance. They're always coming back together. These bands, aren't they? Yeah, Jack and uh, Roger, Jack and Oasis back together. Mm, very much doubt that. 
they yeah they seem to be getting more prickly towards each other than well, ever. Well, they're, bring, they're bringing each other's families into it now. He's got a little kid and and, and his wife, and it's, so it's getting a bit personal now. So yeah, I think you don't know, do you? You never. Yeah, know I think I think like if it was just him, the two of them going back and forth in the press and whatever, they could probably get around that. But like when they start bringing each other's like daughters into it and stuff, it's a bit like yeah, I think yeah. you know, and, and Noel's pretty intelligent and Liam's not so you know I think Noel knows how to wind him up and, and Liam's like I say not intelligent so just bites and just says what he wants because that's what he does so yeah I just don't see it getting any better takes the bait every time doesn't he he does he does so um okay just to finish off on music and what um what's the weirdest or like worst type of music or song you've ever been like into or liked or whatever Ooh, weirdest. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, when I was a kid, I used to listen to "What's the Matter with You." That, that was a that was a good that was a, yeah probably that one. I um, I I liked my uh, the one song which is kind of just sticks out from all my other musical tastes. I liked Spice Girls "Wannabe" when I was uh, younger. <laughs> I love uh, I love the Spice Girls when they come out. Yeah, I was I was. I was kind of uh, obsessed with the Spice Girls, and you obviously get to meet them, and it was, uh, yeah, I love the Spice Girls. I didn't know. Uh, I think I, 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 there was there was a Manchester, but yeah, I wish I would have gone, but no, nah, I didn't go. But it, it looked a good night. I was uh, I I was a teenage boy as well. It was like a girl group of like fit girls as well. Probably helped, I think. Yeah, uh, I wasn't teenage, but I think I was around about I was around about eighteen, nineteen, but yeah. I was, you know, I, I loved the music. It was, it, it was, yeah. Like I say, there was something. There was something about it, wasn't there? It was just like, uh, yeah, they, they were all catchy tunes, and you know, they looked all right too. I. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, right, next subject: non-league football, which um, I would say you probably know more about than me. I um, never really paid that much attention to non-league football. I used to check out like the Newport scores, or, like just now and again. Um, saying that though, uh, when Cardiff rebranded, a lot of fans stopped going. I stopped going, um, and my mate stopped going. And he's um, he started watching Cardiff Met in the Welsh League. He goes home and away all the time. And I've been a couple of times with him, and it's it's different, but it feels like real football again. It reminds me of like when I used to go to Ninian Park, where like you see people you know, and it's all really close into the ground. Um, obviously, with like non-league football, smaller than Ninian Park, but just like that, that feeling, that intimacy, which I think gets lost in like uh, like modern grounds. Yeah, you you've, you hit the nail on the head. There's 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 loads of uh, clubs like that, and especially you know the, the price is going up, and and you know if you go and watch a good non-league game of football, you you'll come back, you won't be disappointed. It's you know. There's a lot of the lot of teams and a lot of good uh, clubs out there that that are getting more support now because, like I say, that they, they get that old school feel. Like you can go there, you can have, you can spend twenty quid. You can get with that twenty quid, you can get a pie, you can get a beer, and you can get in the place. So, you know, it costs you twenty quid just to get to some of these places, and then you've got to get your ticket and you know, So yeah, it's it's a lot more affordable because you know times are, times are tough, and like I say, it's. It's a good game of football and a competitive game of football, and you won't come away disappointed. 
standards. I think the standards improved, haven't it? Like all the way down the leagues. Like years ago, non-league football was sometimes like watching like Sunday league football. But I think like like teams like FC United, like where are they now in terms of leagues? Well, they, they well they've just been relegated. But you know, it depends how low you go and say non-league football. You know, you've got in non non-league football in the national league. Uh, 15, 16 full-time teams. So, you know, it depends. Once you get down to, like, the northwest counties, maybe you, you, you will probably get sometimes Sunday league football. But above that, you know, now the uni, the, the Evo stick, and then the, obviously the National League and Conference North, you know, there, there's some good footballers. And I've, you know, I've played non-league football for over 25 years and I've been returned to League of Wales, played all around the northwest. And, you know, it's a competitive game of football and it's it's very enjoyable. So um okay. What have we got next? Next up, Man United. Okay. So uh you you're not a United fan, are you? Yeah. So you glazers in or out? Not many people are in, I don't think. But well I've always been out. Nothing's ever changed. Just people just go go quiet because we're winning, and suddenly it's 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 they've got to blame someone. So it's it's back to glazes out again. You know these people are absolutely rinsing the club. They have done for years. What what's changed? They, you know just because we're not winning anything, and it's a bit 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 of chaos in the club. You know it's easier to blame now. You know they, they can't blame Jose Mourinho. They can't blame Van Gaal. They're not going to blame Oli Gunnar Solskjaer because he's loved, especially for the next year or so. So they're the, they're the easy targets, them and Ed Woodward, and rightly so, because, you know, like I say, the rinse in the club, an absolute rinse in the club. And, and yeah, it's, it's not just, even uh, it's not even like a little bit each year, is it? Like just taking their sort of, you know, like their wage, you know, yes. they're just rinsing millions and millions every oh, single year. Yeah, hundreds of millions. And the, the, the players that they're bringing in, the, the managers they're bringing in, you know, if they're going to bring someone in straight away after Alex Ferguson, it should have been Jose Mourinho. It shouldn't have been David yeah. Mourinho. It shouldn't have been Van Gaal. It should have been Jose Mourinho. If they were going to bring him in, for me, I wouldn't have brought him anywhere near the place because, yes, he's a winner, but we have a certain style of football. We have a certain philosophy. What's more important, the Manchester United way, the Manchester United philosophy, or, or just winning at all costs. So, you know, you, you kind of lost our identity a bit there through people running the club who don't know nothing about the club, but just money men. So, I, you know, it's a good thing bringing Ollie back. But, you know, it's just after, just to wait and see. It looks like a bit of a circus in a minute with, with Pogba coming out and doing saying what he's saying and, you know, not getting these deals done. You know, Manchester United are the, supposedly the biggest club in the world. Why aren't they just paying this money and just getting it over and just getting it done and getting it and so you can... Plan your pre-season. Instead, you've got this all these questions. Is he going? Is he coming? You know, it's bad business in it for me. And you know, something needs to change very, very quickly. Or you know, they're going to get they're going to get stick this season. Uh, the Glazers and Edward would if things don't change. If Ollie doesn't have a good season, there will be chaos around that Old Trafford with the fans pointing at Edward Wood and the Glazers. Oh yeah, definitely. I think um, the thing with Mourinho. Is I agree with you. I've said all along if they they should have brought him in after Fergie to just continue that sort of that winning mentality while 
scouting the world to find the right sort of manager to play the right football and take over because you know he's only going to stay for a year or two. And the other thing with Mourinho is if you bring him in, you give him, he's a checkbook manager, you know, he's tactically very clever and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But generally, he to do what he does, he needs to spend a lot of money. And they sort of backed him for the first season and then they never did. So you've got these players who are not good enough, who've still been there since when Fergie left, and they're still being given new contracts. And I can, do you know what I mean? I can only see it going sort of one way at the moment. Like they brought in Daniel James, which I think he, he's really, really good, and he's a good one for the future. You can't stick it all on his shoulder to suddenly turn their, you know, turn their uh, season or whatever you want to say around. It's just mind-boggling their transfer. Still, uh, still, you've still got you still got to remember though that you know it's it's the midfield that for me is is the issue that well, obviously on the defence, but it looks like they're sorting that with Harry Maguire. It looks like he's coming in the next couple of days, hopefully, and, and he'll sturdy that up. But you know, if I'm pretty sure now that Solly's dug his heels in and Pogba's not going to go anywhere. No, I could be wrong. It looks like Lukaku's on his way, so we need to get him out and we need to get forward. We've still got Rashford, we've still got Martial, we've still got Sanchez, who did very well in, in the Copa America, you know, even though he's not had a good season last season, he's still a very good player. So it's just getting all them things working and, you know, with the with the youth that, that's coming through, with Mason Greenwood, Gomez and Chong, and the young boy uh, Harrison, I think it is, or I can't remember, there's another young lad as well, a Michael Carrick-esque kind of midfielder. You know, he's looking like he's going to go that way. So, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But he does need to get the car out and he does need to get forward in. Because it's pretty much seen last season that Rashford and Marshall don't cut it. And, you know, not 30, 30 goals a season, man. Yeah, do you know what? I would have brought in... Um, so, like, the hold-up in the Lukaku thing seems to be that they want to get rid of uh, Icardi before they bring him in. I would have taken, if I was them, I'd take a Cardi. He's quality. He's, yeah, he can be I, like I, a bit I temperamental, would, but. I, yeah, I would, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's just like you said, Dad. Can you control the kid? You know, he's, he was fighting against the Ultras three, three years ago in, in his yeah. time, So the, the guy's a bit crazy. So, but like, he's, he's a great goal scorer. But yeah, I, I thought that as well. I, I would take him as well. But is he another, you know, wild card? Yeah, I think we need to get someone proven in the Premiership. But where where are you going to find these people? It's difficult. It's very difficult. It is, and like years ago, they would have probably gone in for Harry Kane. But you know, he's not going to leave Tottenham and Champions League football to come to United. They probably wouldn't sell him anyway. So like times have changed. There's so much money in the Premier League as well. So like the clubs like Tottenham um, and Liverpool and Leicester, they you know they've got money to spend, so they don't always need to sell their players to the sort of the higher up clubs. They, Even like, they, they, they don't, they don't. But when one of their players comes knocking the door and say, "Listen, I want to move to Manchester United," then you've got an issue because the player doesn't yeah, want to be so. there. So, and you know, even though it's Leicester City and they've got money, you know, they're, they're not on the scale of Manchester United. It's a totally no, different no, level. So. Even though they are where they are, they're not going to be there for long because of the money and the power that they've got. It's just getting it right, whether that's 
two years, three years, ten years. They will get it right eventually because it's Manchester United. They have to, like Liverpool, have to eventually because the the, the size of them. So, yeah. So, just to finish on United, do you think uh, Solskjaer is going to be a success or do you think ultimately it'll be like a year or two and then they'll move It, it, it depends what, what the situation, what are they looking for? Are they looking for the, 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 what are they fighting for the leagues out or are they going to be realistic? Realistically, he needs to be in the top four. That's one job done. And, and progressively, progressively get better and hopefully bring these young players through because this Mason Greenwood looks a real, real, real talent. So, you know, you've got to you've got to nurture him in and then bring the other young kids in it. And who else do we bring in? You know, we'll have to have this conversation probably um, twenty five days when the when the when everything's died down and no one can go anywhere and see what we've got and where we're at. But, you know, I hopefully he does well because I've met Ali. I've known him I know he's a good lad, he's a good bloke, he's you know he's a Manchester United man. And, you know, he's learned from the best. So, hopefully, he has a better spell than he did at Cardiff. You know, you've got better players yeah. now. So, you know, it's, it should be a lot easier. So, you will just have to wait and see. So, it's funny you should say that because the next subject is uh, Cardiff. He, he, the guy didn't say whether he meant Cardiff City or Cardiff, the place. So, were you, were you born in Cardiff? Yes. So, so you... Do you you consider yourself Welsh then? Correct. Even with the uh, even with the Manchester accent. Correct. I, mean, I bet that throws people off though, doesn't it? Because like it does. But I've got a tattoo, 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 coming on Biff on my arm, on my arm. So excellent. That's good. To do. That's good. Always good to have some Welsh people on. And um, so, like, how old were you then when you moved away from uh, from Cardiff? I was I was three, and Ryan was six or seven. But I was born in St David's Hospital, but lived in Ely, and yeah, and then moved to Manchester when I was three. So did you have? Um, was there like family ties up the sort of Manchester way? No, nope. was it? No, nope. all my family live in Wales. Everyone. So um, so was that? That was where your dad's rugby was it to move up yeah. there? Yeah, we all me, my dad, my mum, and Ryan moved up. And they, uh, they broke up round about when I was about 11. My dad went back to Cardiff and, and me and my mum and Ryan stayed, yeah. So do, so do you support Cardiff City then as well, or is it mainly just United? No, yeah. It was, it was, always, well, it was always Cardiff City, Salford City and Manchester United. They, 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 were, the, they were my teams. Cool. Do you think, um, what do you think, Cardiff, do you reckon they'll go back up? This year. Oh, well, if they keep Neil Warner, I'm pretty much, yeah, 95% that they'll be there or thereabouts because, you know, how many times he's done it? They were so unlucky last year. They, they had a very, very, very good season, even though they got relegated. No one ever would have said they would be there or thereabouts with, with a game or two games to go. You know, they, they, they battered Manchester United in the last game of the season at Old Trafford. So, as long as they keep most of the players, yeah, I, I 100% think they'll come straight back and, you know, Hopefully they can build on that and, and learn from that and 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 hopefully stay in stay in the league because you know I'd rather Cardiff be in the the league than than, than not so yeah it, it's always good with Cardiff sitting in the Premier League and you know but then again you you've got the the big game next year with with Swansea and Cardiff so that'll be good so as long as Tasty. people 
as long as people behave, yeah, it'd be, uh, you've got that to look forward to. But yeah, you want to be in the Premier League. Do you know what? If, like a lot of people I know, my mates and that, they don't go to the Swansea game anymore because it's um, it's like a bubble trip and you've got to go, you have a police escort all the way up the motorway. The pubs, the bars are closed and everything. So it's like... It becomes just, un- un- unenjoyable, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, well, it, well, that's over the years that, that you know, you'll know as well as I do the trouble, and the, it's just oh yeah, just unfortunate. But then going back to like the non-league as well, one of the things I like is like you can get a beer and just go and sit in the sit in the stand and then just the, to be honest, the, the the amount of times I played the amount of years I played non-league football, I have never ever ever seen one fight in the stand, never. That, and like. Often, like, so going back to my mate who goes around all the Welsh League, uh, like, he goes home and away, and he knows people from all the different clubs and that, yeah. just from going, because they mix, they have a beer, yeah, they chat, go If you're, like, a, a, a well-established non-league club and playing another non these fans always meet each other over the years. So, you obviously, you create bonds and you create new friends, and, yeah, it's... It becomes, it becomes that family atmosphere, and, like you say, it becomes enjoyable. You go, oh, I'll... You know, we're playing you in a couple of months. I'll see. You. That's that's how it always always works. And yeah, it was. It's always been like that, to be honest. Yeah. So, okay. So the next one, which was, I guess, inevitable that it was going to be come up, is uh, like the affair, the aftermath, the advert and stuff. It was going to come up. I suppose people were going to send it in. Um. So, like, you know, everyone knows what happened. So we don't really need to go too much into that. But um, like, how did you find out about that? Like, did you didn't find? Please tell me you didn't find out through the media. Uh, no, I found out with her mum knocking on my door with the newspaper at six o'clock in the morning. Fucking hell! That must that, that like it goes without saying, but that must have been like so horrific to to. You know, to it, go through that, it, to learn it, a bit. It was kind of a weird moment, really. It was a clear out-of-body experience. It was a, quite a kind of shock, disbelief, all them kind of things, really. But, you know, luckily, I'm, I'm a mentally strong person, and it didn't really, i say, it didn't really bother me that much. It probably took me about a good few years to get over it. But, yeah, I didn't go off the rails. I didn't do anything stupid, like probably a lot of people think I was going to do. So, yeah, you know, People judge me, but they don't really know me. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a mentally strong person, and it was fine. You know, it, it was it was basically two selfish people doing something yeah. that they shouldn't have been doing. I didn't do anything wrong, and uh, yeah, it was it was sad really. But yeah, I didn't do anything. Yeah. wrong. So it was just it took a, took a few years to get over. But now I'm like I say, this advert was a lot. Kind of, I was over it before I did the advert, but the advert. Yeah, there's certain kind of music that I couldn't listen to, but now there's nothing that doesn't bother me. So, yeah, it, it was the the advert was a bit of therapeutic, and I'd say it was one one. Yeah, the um, <laughs> like, like the way I look at it is like, I would struggle to deal with that and to come through it, and it sounds like you did it really well. Did you have like, you know, like friends and family and stuff to support you? Family, family, no, no family, no family. Every single one uh, was was behind Ryan. So, uh, yeah, they was all with him at the time. They was all most of them, almost most of the family in Wales. That's always been the way. So, 
yeah. And now that you know that they, they they still don't speak to me. It's been eight or nine years on, and they still don't speak to me. None of them. So it's not something that bothers me anymore. I've got three children that most of them have never even even met. So I always got treated differently. So that was, I've always known that. So it's no problem. Like I say, I'm I'm very very mentally strong, and from the age of eleven, twelve, I've probably been on my own anyway. So I've grown up. Very, very quickly. Well, not quickly. I've always been a kid at heart, but yes. But yeah, I wouldn't think say grow up. But I was very streetwise and very, <clears throat> very knowledgeable. So yeah. But but, but, so lucky when... enough, but lucky enough, my mental state is very strong, and yeah, yeah. I was I was it's mentally good. strong. Good, though, like because... I say, there was no family. Maybe couple of friends helped me out like will will Mello was i was at his house after straight after it, i went straight there and was there for about two weeks yeah that was a real big help and then we went away and yeah but like i say it took about four or five years to get over but after that then yeah I'm, I'm good with it now i'm gonna talk about it even though they probably don't want ever to talk about that's their problem i'll talk about it as much as i want so it doesn't bother me anymore even though it'll probably bother them you haven't done it you haven't didn't do anything wrong do you know what i mean Listen, they, they had eight years to, to think about the the consequences and the repercussions. I think they've got a flight list, so you know, and it's not over. It's not over yet. There may be some more to come down the pipeline yet. So we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, so like <clears throat> people have this tendency with like footballers and celebrities or like well-known people, where you know, like just people who are on TV or in the papers, whatever, they forget that like. When all this stuff's reported in the Sun and all these garbage newspapers, that the people that they're reporting on and the people who are affected, you know, like they're real people with real kids and you know real lives. Yeah, well, I, and it, well, that, well that always well, bugs me. Well, at an early age, from from Ryan when Ryan started football, I knew the papers talk crap, so I would. I would always they they would they would always get get hold of you somehow with stories and and I don't know how they would get the get the truth or get the stories but they'd always ask ask me to to confirm it and I would change it because at an early age I knew that the stories these were putting were crap so when they did contact me I would give them bogus stories and I did it I did it for years I did it for years and because because they just I just knew they talked crap. So they would come up with the right story and I would change it and say, no, 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 it's, yeah, it's that, but it's a different colour or that, no, it's that. So, yeah, it's, it's never ever bothered me. I knew they always talk crap and people used to say, oh, you can't believe what you read, but yet someone else will read a paper and they'll, they'll believe it, the person that's just yeah. spouted that crap. So it's just it's just comical, really, that that people actually believe it but each their own. Yeah, so I mean, and so many times that this, this that that I've tried to go away and, and be like like I was getting in trouble in Manchester and uh, I had to change something, so I went to London. And I was a state agent. I was working there for two years. Loved it. Today, the best job I ever ever had, and I've worked as a footballer, and it was I really enjoyed it. And then some. Reporter, undercover reporter, stitches me up saying I'm a drug dealer and I lose a job and then then he got prison and, and everything and and that that ends up to be that fate shake and it's just it was just total bogus so 
Yeah, it was just smart, it? And that's the thing. These like these reporters who are looking for like gossip and stories, and they don't really take too much care about well, what's true and what's no, not. And then, the, and then the, and like that affected you. You lost the job, and yeah. And then obviously I moved back to Manchester because of that. And then a year later, I'm in prison. And in prison, the prison officers messing mess me about in jail. They put me in solitary confinement. They put me in with drug addicts. All these kind of stuff to try and like. But I was just laughing at all. They obviously think that I was just mentally weak and I was just going to break down. Mm. I was literally laughing at all. They absolutely strip-searched me outside the cell. I was laughing at him as he was doing it. So all this kind of stuff. Then they tried to transfer me somewhere else where, where I should have been going somewhere else. Then where somebody gets to somewhere else, there's someone in a, in a camera who's had a camera sneak to the prison trying to take pictures. All this kind of stuff. It's just, it's just all comical to me. And it's, it's all stuff that I've had to deal with because of who my brother is. So it's... It's something I've always had to deal with, but just laugh it off. It's just funny to me. So, yeah. So, what did you go to prison for? I was I was in a, a nightclub with my friend at the urinal, and a person comes next to me saying, "Are you running?" But he's blah 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 blah. blah. This is this is me. I'm off, just on the toilet, just leave me alone. Keeps on blah 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 blah. So I walk out, go to the bar, go to my drink. He continues to walk and follow me continues to badger me, continues to badger me. So I say to him, mate, listen, we need to go. We walk out the club, down the stairs and out the club. He continues to follow me. Fight breaks out. Then two get beat up. Me and my friend go to jail. Smart, isn't it? I, I yeah. suppose you must have got that a lot, though, like people giving you shit in pubs and well, clubs. Y- yes, yes and no, because not, well, not really, because the people are knocked about with, they, they, yeah, the people are knocked about with, if anyone... They would probably come off worse because I didn't. Yeah. I, I probably not about someone saving people when I was younger, so I didn't really get that kind of bother when I was out because like the people I lived, so and the people I knew not about it, so I didn't really get that. But yeah, this guy was a clown, so he got what coming to him and ended up going to prison for it. It's mad, isn't it? How um, <clears throat> someone can do that, you react, and yeah, you're the one who ends up yeah in the, prison, and, guy, and it's basically the, because you I'm, won the fight. Yeah, and I'll see the guy and he'll smile at me and I just smile at him and, you know, if I see him in a dark alley, I'll smack him over the head because no, there's no, no cameras and, and there's no witnesses. But, you know, I'm not going to smack him in a, pub, in a pub full of full of people in a pub. But yeah. if I see him in a dark alley, you get slapped again. <laughs> so, go on, we'll talk about the uh, the advert because uh, it's, one of the, it's one of the greatest adverts uh, ever done, in my opinion. Like Paddy Power has done some really good ones, actually. To be fair to him, how did um, how did that come about? Like, did they contact you? You contact them? No, but my old the manager who dealt with all the story when all this crap happened, uh, it was through Will, my friend. Uh, she contacted me again, saying Paddy Power interested in doing this advert. Are you interested? This was land about November. Says yeah, what they what's what they're looking to do, and then she obviously sent me a script. And I said, yes, I, I will do it. But it's not I, the only thing I won't do is slag the country off because they were kind of in it with slagging Wales off. I said, I'll do that, but I'm not. There's no yeah. way I'm going to be slagging Wales off. That's not going to happen. So you have to change that. Or I'm not doing it. Anyway, they changed it. Changed a few times, but yeah, it was just like I just said to the, we we did a few run throughs the director, and, and he says, I think you, you're okay. You're ready. So yeah, I just said to him, you know, if it's not right, if you don't think it's right, I'll do it again. I just want it to be right. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And yeah, it kind of worked out all right and come out okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it must have been quite, uh, like I think you said, therapeutic and cathartic to do. To sort of, because generally, 
from what I've seen and read, you've you remained relatively quiet in terms of like speaking out on it and stuff. You haven't like been on social media sort of thing, like just banging out loads of stuff. You've sort of generally not said much. And then the advert came out. The reaction to the advert was quite positive from what I saw on social media. People seemed to be really supportive of it and say like good you know, good for you. Was that generally like the, the experience? That, that, was, the, that was the surprising thing because you know what social media is like. There's a lot of weirdos on there, a lot of negative people. But like out of like a hundred people, it's probably one person who'd say something negative. And and that bit on Twitter, I was very very amazed because it was it was like say it was a lot of positives, the funniest, the best, dad, the greatest dad ever. Like you just said, you know, it was, I just thought it was a bit of fun. You know, like I said, you know. He had eight years to think about the repercussions and consequences, and I bet he didn't think that was going to happen. So it was a bit of fun, you know, a bit of fun at him. He probably won't like it, but I don't give a shit what he likes. What the fuck's he going to do about it? Nothing. So, yeah, it's a bit of fun. What well, um, did like any of your sort of your your family and stuff or anyone like contact you after the advert and sort no, of? No, no, nothing. No, some one of one of them said you've absolutely overstepped the mark this time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. So eight years shagging my wife not to overstep the mark. Fucking get off my Thailand, just delete him straight away. Fucking, Fucking hell. This is That's the this it. is the kind of stuff I've got to deal with. So it's just yeah, it's just it's what Jesus it's not it, it, what he plays by his own rules. I don't play by that shit rules. I treat people the way they treat me. So if you want to treat me like that, fine. That's fine. I can have fun like that. That's that 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 comment is to me, that is just fucking Mental, yeah, absolutely. Overstep the mark this time, big time. Oh my word! And this guy, this guy is actually not even a family member. He's he's my stepfather's brother, so he's not even a family member. So fuck him. That's madness. What um? So what about your mum? Did she like same deal? Same same deal. What just didn't speak to you or no? She spoke to me, but sooner than. When after about he he said all his spiel, said all what you what you what you want to hear, but then six or seven months down the line, you've not spoke to him since that conversation. So you know what? Forget this. And then I I said what I had to say to the son, got paid, and since that, because I've done that, they've not spoken to me. Crazy. Like, and you know what? You, that money. That, you've that, done that something money, that, You know what? That money was probably gone in about that. Probably got about 60, 70 grand, and that money was gone in about four or five months. And because that money helped me heal and get me through that, yeah, that's why what that's what I got it for. Didn't get it for anything else, got it to, to, to do whatever I want and to, to heal, and that's what it did. And I'm glad I did that and do it again. At the end of the day, like, like I've said a couple of times, you didn't do nothing wrong, so why yeah. shouldn't you yeah. get? Get something out of they, they just they just thought you know I was going to hang myself. I was going to obviously get into trouble, do the wrong thing. But I've got three children. I went, got my head yeah. down, sorted my head out, and you know I'm I'm in a perfect place. All three kids of mine are very very happy, even though they don't speak to any of them. So it's 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 fine. I'm I'm, I'm probably been the happiest I've been in a long 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 time. So yeah, it's it's all good. That's good. That's good to hear, and uh, that's a good way to finish. Um, so, mate, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, just letting us talk about anything and everything. 
Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Like I say, I'll talk about anything. I've got no problems with talking about anything. So, anytime. Anytime. And uh, yeah, so tell the uh, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter and stuff. Uh, Twitter is Rod James Giggs. Um, Instagram Rodre two four seven seven. I think. Yeah. Cool. And uh, guys, you can find us on Twitter at AceCast and Score Nation and uh, facebook.com acecastnation all the shows like i said are available in video or youtube ace podcast nation and uh, audio spotify stitcher apple pods all that sort of stuff uh, give this video a thumbs up give us a subscribe on youtube and uh, tell us how you like the new series and uh, format uh rodri cheers for coming on good pal nice one and uh, guys we'll see you later nice one cheers Podcast Network.